everyone. I'm Mike Benoma. Welcome to another episode of Fight the Fate. We are in the COVID corner right now, which means there is COVID going around. We are in the corners of our house, and that's why we called it the COVID corner. Corner gang. Right. Am I right? Corner gang, corner gang. This is Brian Davies, Here. my partner from Fight the Fate. He actually came up with the name COVID corner. I'm, I'm the names guy. <laughs> I'm the idea guy, not the yeah, idea guy. You come up with names, we write them down, and then we delete them and take the one I wrote. That's how things work. <laughs> we want to do the, the COVID corner. I know the last COVID corner, the, the audio was kind of messed up because we didn't have our new microphones yet. So... Now we're in business, and there's a lot of stuff. I mean, every single day, there's more and more news coming out about uh, the coronavirus and the death tolls going up. Right now, I got the death toll right here. It's up at 48,816 as of April 23rd. What's today? It's 25th. So yeah. it's two days old. But in that number, it says there are almost 6,000 probable deaths. So let's say there's around 40,000 deaths, maybe. There's a lot of uh, scandals going around about the death toll numbers. There's a lot of conspiracy. There's a there's a shitload of conspiracy. I know, it's crazy. But we're just going to run through some, some of the news that's going on. And one thing I wanted to bring up first was we have New York's governor, Andrew Cuomo, saying something, something that I don't know if I could get down with. I, I like Andrew Cuomo, but this is, if you really think about this, it's kind of doesn't make any sense. It does at, at first glance. So I'm just going to play some of what he says here. There are protesters outside right now talking their horns and raising signs. And they're saying that they don't have time to wait for all of this testing and they need to get back to work in order to feed their families. Their savings is running out. They don't have another week. They're not getting answers. So their point is the cure can't be worse than the illness itself. Yeah. What is your response to them? The illness is death. What is worse than death? What if somebody commits suicide because they can't Pay their yeah, but the illnesses may be my death as opposed to your death. You said they said the cure is worse than the illness. The illness is death. How can the cure be worse than the illness if the illness is potential death? He says that death is not death is the worst thing that could ever happen, basically. Yeah. We need to do everything possible. It doesn't matter. We could stay shut down. Keep the economy shut down for as long as possible, as long as he doesn't die, which I know he didn't mean it like that. He says, like, I'm not doing this for, we're not, maybe you're, she's, he's talking to this young reporter, and he says, maybe you're not at risk, but I am. You're doing this for me. I know he doesn't mean it like that. He, I mean, somebody is going to spin that as a, a, ge a generalization of his age group. Yeah, somebody's going to spin that as uh, he's just talking about himself. I know he's just talking about his age group. But the thing is, Cuomo says economic hardship doesn't equal death. 
which at this point it doesn't but if you look back at history around the world it does like it, it equals a number of deaths so big that your fucking mind will explode compared to what the corona death numbers are now i don't think america is going to get to that point but just to say that it's just not making sense to me what do you think uh, so this is a history podcast what happened right before Hitler went into power? Germany Germany was bent over backwards paying reparations for World War II. People were lit- literally, you can go look at pictures, bringing barrels, wheelbarrows of money to go buy loaves of bread. <laughs> so, like, so like, you know, the, these desperate people in desperate times ended up, it ended up like hearing, hearing some night, some, uh, <laughs> some empowering words and some scapegoats from Hitler. And Hitler got into power, you know that that's that that's setting it. So so yeah, that age old question of how how could they let let this happen? Well, before they were fucking starving and they were pissed off and they were enraged and they felt belittled, you know. So keep keep talking shit on Facebook to these people, you know. You're you're really doing great work there. But like that that's that that is part of very much the reason of how these you know German engineering. They're they're reasonable people. A lot of the greatest scientists of all time were German. How, how this happened, you know, yeah. how terrible leader got installed is terrible times, economic hardship. Yeah. And I heard, um, especially going along with this, there's a quote from, I've heard somebody say this, I forget. Somebody said, uh, now this is a quote from Franklin D. Roosevelt. It says, we and all others who believe in freedom as deeply as we do would rather die on our feet than live on our knees. So he says death is the worst thing ever. Now, if you think death is the worst thing ever, what would you be willing to do not to die? Would you be willing to give up uh, all your beliefs? Would you be willing to get on your knees and live on your knees then die? And I know it's like this is a deeper meaning thing, but when he says that, it just doesn't make sense to me. That means you're willing to sell out everything not to die especially your belief system, everything that you've ever known, just not to die. This is where I'll give my, my more liberal-minded friends, I like to think I'm in the middle of the road, my more liberal-minded friends like uh, the tip of the hat and the wag of the finger. That's very easy for someone who's not, Cuomo's not in economic hardship. Cuomo's still employed. Cuomo's still getting money on top of... All of them are. I, I can only imagine the resources that you need to have available to run for governor of New York. You know, the, the economic resources that you need at your disposal. So I'm, I, I haven't done a net worth check on Governor Cuomo, but I'm going to say he's very good and he's not experiencing economic hardship. So he's speaking, he's speaking from, as our liberal friends would say, a point of privilege. Yeah, and there was another quote from AOC, which I can't even really get into anything she says, but... She talked about um, she doesn't want anyone to go back to work. She's talking about a national boycott of work in general. Like we shouldn't go back to our old system. She wants to change the entire system. But she's making, I think somebody said she's making 175000 a year, sitting there telling everyone not to go back to work and to live off of unemployment, which some people didn't even get yet. Like, I can't believe some people still haven't received their unemployment because I'm seeing people on Facebook posting about it. 
yeah. they got the stimulus, but now they're waiting for their unemployment and the bonuses that come along with it. And that's slow. Now they don't, they're not in work. They're not getting unemployment. The stimulus check is 1200, which that'll go in one rent payment. So when you tell people not to go back to work anymore, because of deaths that are occurring that are way under the first uh, every model we ever made was wrong all of them there was not one correct model that predicted all of them went from two million to one million to a hundred thousand to sixty thousand which i think that's the one we're gonna land around and that was the last model they made after and they the social distancing played a part in lowering all that but i don't think it played a part in taking it from two million to sixty thousand yeah because a virus is going to spread and now there's data coming out saying that this virus has been around for so long already and the number of people that already had it it's like through the roof like it already went around and i hear people from uh stories from people that i know that are saying i think i already had this so yeah, once we get this antibody. Is it an antibody test or something? Yes. So they want to test uh, so to see who had it already. So there's qualitative and quantitative tests. Essentially, I couldn't tell you which is which because I'm bad at English. Um, but but one one simply detects the presence. Okay, you've had the antibody. You have the antibodies. Good. And one detects the amount of antibodies you have, which tells you where you are along in the infection. You know, like uh, you, you detect AIDS by your white blood cell count. How much of the white blood cells has, has actually, I don't know if that's scratch that from the record. T cells, T cells. Yeah. How, how, I just watched Dallas Buyers Club last night. Yeah. It, detects, it, it detects your T cell levels. Um, yada, yada. It's detected they're above normal. And that's, you know, whether you're an HIV, that determines whether you're an HIV or an AIDS. But, but to go back, you know, for these people, again, like you, you mock these people on Facebook and belittle them. And like, so you brought up conspiracy as well, Michael. I, I do believe that like, you know, we saw this in the election, you know, with uh, the Russian bots assembling Black Lives Matter protests and, uh, you know, Blue Lives Matter protests and gun rights activists and, you know, people that don't see it eye to eye. These bots scheduling them on via Facebook, these protests on the same day. So they're marching right across the street from each other and division and chaos ensues. But I believe I do believe that some of these protests are started by some white right wing factions, um, some some companies with deep pockets. Yeah. I, I do believe that to be true. That I, I have no evidence of that. But like I've seen we've seen it happen. It's all but proven. You know, it's just, you know, how much what what's been proven depends on what news source and what political party you lean to. Um, but um, so I believe these misguided people that again, so let's, let's operate on that. Say my rent payment is 1300 a month. You know, I have my fiance and I have my roommate and I have my child. Obviously my child's not contributing because he was just born. That's not even my rent payment, but we split it. So we all got our, we all got our stimulus checks. Okay. So for my, for my basic necessities, at 1200 my my portion of the rent is 600 uh, my car payment my cell phone bill and my car insurance is all about 375 um, a month so what are we down to we're down to 900 mm-hmm. so if i'm still waiting on my unemployment and i've only gotten that stimulus that leaves me with four we'll, we'll say three little under 300 
indefinitely. Food and stuff for the baby. and Yeah, stuff for the fucking baby. God forbid you have a kid. I, I don't know if I'd be taken to the streets and trying to get some shit changed. <laughs> and that's really what these people want. They want change. You know, that, that's what they're seeing. They're, they want help. You're, you're yelling at these people, calling them they just all kinds of manner like of they did. They, they just want to do, they just want to work. Now, the very end, then Cuomo comes on and says, if you want to go to work, go take a job as an essential worker. Do it tomorrow. So now you're supposed to give up your entire career, your small business, anything you worked for, and just go to become an essential worker, which would probably be in an Amazon factory because they're always hiring. And just think of all the small businesses that are going to be done. Oh, yeah. You just worked your entire life to shut down, to save some lives, which it's, I still can't wrap my head around the amount of lives and the suicide rate's going to go through the roof. The overdose rate's going to go through the roof. And we don't care about that, I feel. I, I don't hear people like in, Talk I don't hear it. the balance of it. Like yeah. I'm, I need, I haven't, like I'm for the lockdown. I haven't left my house unless it was to go to work. And because I, I have to deliver to these hospitals, but it's uh, I don't hear people trying to balance everything out. They literally just want to stay locked down for a year, not not in complete disregard of what it's going to do to people. The main thing, dude, for everybody, myself included, is just be willing to have your point move. Be willing to hear people out. I saw the other day on Facebook, this guy, he's a right winger, yada, yada, posting about how a small, small business barbershop should be open this that, and third how he wants new jersey back open and governor phil murphy's a piece of shit yada yada and this guy pops on and this guy's literally telling this guy who owns his own business to go work at walmart yeah like i i get your point i get where you you stand for the you stand for the quarantine you think it's saving lives it is saving lives shut up <laughs> like shut like and and like he got he and dude made the point like dude i own my own business why would i go work at walmart sounds that, like communism. That, that literally that's the opposite of sense and that the dude sounds just, exactly he, like communism he, he the, the, the other dude refused to back down he made smart points about saving lives in quarantine but he just refused to back down and just went on this like oh you don't fucking know me tough guy bullshit and then it's like bro just like there there is so much good that comes from being able to say hey dude i was wrong at least on these points on that specific point, yeah, that's yeah, you're right. That's dumb to say you should go work at Walmart. So yeah, a gas attendant, uh, bank teller. You need a bit of an education. Probably need a associates in math at least. Uh, gas attendant and a nursing degree. You know, you know, are, are are major essential workers. Like that's assuming those positions meet the fucking bills. Yeah. You know. Yeah, because they're not paying essential workers more. And you don't know if this guy got a, right got a lean on. You don't know if this guy got a deferment or whatever on his lease that he owns that that he rents his fucking business from. You know the the, the land, the building space it's on. You don't know if he's got a lease. I don't think a fucking Walmart job is going to handle that kind of money, nah. let alone his housing, his food, all his other bills. So just be able to say when you're wrong. Yeah, and let, let's uh, let's move on from that. We got the point across that we got to stay more balanced in in everything. Yeah talk about because you're going to be costing lives on either end so yeah real quick uh we'll just we'll we'll touch on this just because stupidity coronavirus is not stupidity and that we had those kids down down south that made the tiktok video how to make an n-word you know oh my and, and you can go watch the video it's uh it's you know 
side note, I just watched Chris D'Elia's special. At the very end, he has this racial joke about African-Americans, and it's funny. I, I find it funny <laughs> because it's a well-crafted joke. It's, it's simple. It's, it, you, you, you don't feel the malice. You don't feel rage. You don't feel the intent to hurt. It's yeah. just a joke. This video is not funny. It's stupid, and it's just racist. And I, I don't know what the fuck these kids were thinking. I know. And, um, and so the end result, it's, it went viral. It went everywhere. They found out who these kids were. Their superintendent of their school has kicked them out, so they will not be graduating and receiving diplomas. And the, the little girl was like, not little girl, she's a fucking high schooler. She's practically an adult legally, but she's like, oh, it's ruined my life. Like, yes, of course it has, you fucking moron. <laughs> no, and she went, I was reading some of her... Uh, she keeps putting out tweets. First, she she tried to apologize. She said, "Please, guys, stop. You're please like I I deserve I deserve to go to college. I deserve a life." So she kept putting out these tweets. People kept coming at her, and then eventually she switched back to African Americans ruined my life. That's what <laughs> she ended up at. Like she said sorry until she kept like no one was accepting it. And then she then blamed and went back to her old ways again. Isn't this just like them to ruin my life? <laughs> my God, that that was the dumbest thing I've ever seen. What else was funny? Uh, de, de Blasio's, uh, Bill de Blasio, the mayor of New York, his uh, snitch on your neighbor's tip line. Uh, it's a text line and it's a phone line. You can text in. People are just uh, to tell people breaking quarantine and New York, New York City people are sending in dick pics and suck my balls and a whole bunch of other shit. So de Blasio yeah. just getting dick pics and a bunch of other stuff and phone calls saying he's a Hitler. <laughs> all, all this shit. You know, that, that, that's that's acceptable. It was going to be like everything was going to work out when he said that. Like, we're all in it for the, we'll do whatever you say, sir. We'll I'll do whatever you say. No one cares about that. Because New York's a real city. Like, they they don't give a fuck, you know? And, like, in places where they don't give a fuck, they tend not to snitch so much, especially over major shit. Unless unless you're offering them 25 to life, they're not going to snitch. The thing about that is you, you want to snitch on large group gatherings. The thing that is so twisted is that older people should want young people out right now to get this virus moving through the population. Because this doesn't just go away. Viruses don't, the this, this social distancing is not just going to make it go away. We're going to have a problem at some point when we come back. And we should have, I believe in somewhat of the herd, uh, herd immunity, which is, I think there's some countries that are doing it right now. So we'll see which one worked out best. But I believe that, like, that just makes sense to me. I, I'm not, like, a professional, but that's, that thing just makes more sense to me. Let it run through the healthy people that can survive it, and then there'll be a less chance of you getting it. So older people stay inside for a while. They lock down for longer, and they should let younger people work. All right, and uh... – Sadly, COVID has not stopped tragedy from striking. Apart, aside from the untimely deaths, um, there's more mindless violence and chaos still out there in the world. So you may have seen in the news April on the starting on the evening of April the 18th, there was a shooting, a series of shootings in Nova Scotia. That's probably the crazy one of the crazier things about it to me. It's not just one location. This motherfucker traveled around, oh, yeah. fucking just uh, fucking mowing people down. 
fucking horrible. A lot of life lost and, you know, no life's more valuable than another. But like he hears some of the nurses, teachers, police officers, uh, uh, no one was really spared, spared the carnage. 17-year-old Emily Tuck, she was a, a violinist. She was posting videos on TikTok during the COVID crisis, during the current COVID crisis. You know, videos of her playing violin to try and cheer people up and warm people up. Her mother, her father. Her mother was a poet. Her father was the town handyman. Heather O'Brien and Kristen Beaton were both nurses at, at one of some of the local hospitals in Nova Scotia, you know, helping during the crisis. In their homes or was it, where was, like, what did you um, do? Just go from house to house? Let me get through the names and I'll get there. Um, yeah. I just want to give the victims their due honor and focus less on this fucking scumbag. Lilla McCulley taught third and fourth grade. Two corrections officers, Sean McLeod and Elena Jenkins, they were, they were boyfriend and girlfriend or they were shot down. Um, small business owners, Greg and Jamie Blair. Uh, two-time cancer survivor, Gina Gooley, Goulet, and Dawn and Frank Madison are just some of the 22 people so far that have lost their lives. It's still unfolding, so bear with me. This is the best I've got right now. A late Saturday night, there was a party in which uh, Wharton, that's the, that's the, that's the dickhead, um, Wharton and his girlfriend uh, had an argument at the party. They left. Wharton lost his mind. And I just want to paraphrase. He went around in a police vehicle in police gear, which this isn't. So just keep it clear in the news in what you're going to hear in the next couple of weeks. This wasn't a guy who just snapped. He already had the police gear to impersonate an officer. He had a vehicle with police insignia, the, the stripes, the coloring, the, the sirens and everything to look like a police vehicle. There was planning to this. Sure, the, the argument with the girlfriend was something, but like this, this was a while in the works. So this wasn't like, oh, he had mental illness. Like, no, he, like maybe so, but he was planning this. Yeah. So they had an argument. They go back home. He starts beating her. He ties her up. She ends up escaping. At uh, 10 p.m., roughly, uh, he goes back to the party house and just starts opening fire. There were six other locations along that street and along adjacent streets. It's like six other different homes. Um, what they think so far, what I'm hearing coming out, is that like people heard the gunshots besides the first, first house, the party house, where the party was. Um, and uh, he would throw a f he would do some kind of arson. They, they're not sure about how that went down, but some kind of arson. And as the people were fleeing their homes, he was gunning them down. There's thoughts that he, uh, he later traveled um, around 7 a.m. the next morning, Sunday. The girlfriend was found. At 9.35, he went to Wentworth, and there was a shooting. There was a shooting there. 10.08 a.m., uh, more deaths in DeBert. 10.46 in some place I can't even pronounce, Shubalik Kaide. Kaide. There were several deaths. At an 11.26 in Einfield at a gas station after stealing a vehicle. At 11.26 in Einfield, there was a shootout uh, where he ch attempted to pull out his gun when police spotted him. They'd already spoke. The girlfriend at 7 a.m. told them, hey, he's in police gear. He's in a police vehicle. Look out for that. They found him. He ditched that. Oh, uh, in between that. So in between Einfield and in between uh, Wentworth and Einfield, uh, Officer Heidi, Royal Mounted Canadian Police, intercepted him, saw him in the police vehicle, rammed his vehicle, and in an ensuing uh, gunfight, Officer Heidi was killed by the suspect. He went to Einfield, switched vehicles in an attempt to get away, was spotted during this or after this, and they saw him reaching for the gun and they gunned him down. He, this man traveled over 100, over 100 kilometers 
13 hours long in total. Crazy. Uh, so many dead. Um, the worst, this is the worst uh, shooting in Canadian history. There was another officer that luckily recovered from his wounds. Right now, there's no silver linings, but the best case, they should be really thankful. They're not, not they shouldn't. They're, there's nothing to be thankful for. My apologies. But um, they're in Canada. They're in Nova Scotia. And right now, they're still allowed to group meet in groups of five. So these people can still have small funerals for their loved ones, which is, I, I don't know. I, I guess it makes me feel better that it's not in New Jersey where that wouldn't even be a possible people are people are bearing their love, not even able to bury their loved ones and hold services. So these people will be able to be remembered in a small funeral service. It's just, it's crazy. And like details are still coming out. It's high, like I said, it's highly suspected that uh, the shooting kept people inside. There was a tweet that went out, you know, that uh, warning people of like, there's a report of gunfire and that's going to be investigated what they should have done better. Um, so they're, they're the police report. The police force, the Royal Canadian Mountain Police, will, uh, or however that is, RCMP, that's, yeah, Royal Canadian Mountain Police, they will come under fire in the next coming weeks about sending a fucking tweet out because, like, not everybody has Twitter, you know. Uh, this is this is a town of 100 people, so I'm going to, you know, small town life. Not everybody has Twitter. Some of the victims were older. You know, they don't have Twitter, so what they should have done differently. Um, like I said, uh, the the Port- Portique, Portapique, the original town, it's a town of 100 people. Everyone knew the shooter or the victims. So, like, this is mind-blowingly tragic. Well, why, um, why do they think he did it, though? That's the, We're going to find that out in the coming months. Like, like I said, like, they, they're pointing to the argument at the party right now. But also, keep in mind, like, yeah, there was an argument at the party, but he already had the, the fake police cruiser. You know, okay. the, and, and the gear and the police gear to look like a Royal Canadian... Royal Canadian Mountain Police. So he was going to do it. Like, he yeah, this, this, this was just bound to happen. Who knows? He, he ran a denture practice. I guess he just pitted people for dentures. And uh, that had been closed down due to COVID. Some financial strain maybe. But I, I don't know. I feel like getting a fake police cruiser. Like I've, I've seen them around. They have them around at like certain taxi services they have around by me. I don't know what Canadian protocol is. But in the America... They make a decent amount of effort to make it like not, no insignia, no no remnant of looking like a police car besides it being a Crown Vic or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Um. So it's made pretty clear that it it's not a police vehicle anymore. I feel like that 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 took more than three months of shutdown to assemble a a fake police get up down to the vehicle. You know, get it decked out to where people didn't know the difference. Uh, there's there, there's suspicion. I don't know if I said this that he pulled some people over. And uh, murdered some people that way. Feels like it had a lot of planning. I think we're gonna, you know, we're they're gonna be researching this guy in the next coming months. Just, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not that guy, but like, what, what? No one needs more tragedy right now, and it's just it's just got to be devastating to these people. And again, a small town where I, I'm gonna assume not much really goes on to have such devastation and loss. Yeah, but that's the other thing people say like. We're all coming together for the coronavirus. No one, people don't care. Like, we're going to have tragedy no matter what. Yeah. This is just human nature. Like, you can't systematically say people are all going to be in this to, in this fight together. We're all going to just get along and do everything we can. Most of us will, but there's always going to be these tragedies. And people, some people think this is a good thing because they can get away with stuff. 
I'm just, I'm just, I'm just ready to rage out the fucking trolls that are going to say, well, it shouldn't have been having a party. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just getting ready to fucking fight with people on Facebook right now. I mean, it wouldn't have been dad didn't have a party. Oh, uh, people are still having parties now. The party must go on, dude. Shout out Lakewood, New Jersey. <laughs> Is that it for that story? Yeah. So, yeah, that's just some news for today. I'm Mike Panama. That's Brian Davies. Night-night. This is the COVID Corner. Fight the fate.